This is the Percent Podcast with your host, Percent founder and CEO, Nelson Chu. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to our revamp podcast, giving you an insight into sort of how Percent works in a lot of ways, behind the scenes, behind the curtains, if you will. Uh, my name is Nelson Chu, founder and CEO of Percent. And I'm very excited to be joined today by one of our very earliest employees, Pablo Bernio, on the operations team and working on customer success. Uh, anyone who's reached out via chat, reached out via email, has probably spoken to Pablo and Eric on our team before. So Pablo, uh, welcome and thanks, thanks for joining. Thank you, Nelson. I'm uh, happy to be here and uh, happy to expand on my role here and what we do here at Percent, formerly Cadence, which is still crazy to say, by the way. So I think, um, you know, you've been here for a while now, but it would be really helpful to get your background, your story, and how you got to join us here at Percent. I went to Rutgers University. I studied business management. I did a year of it, and I found out that maybe studying a harder science was better for me and probably expand my opportunities in the longer run when I was looking for a career. And I chose accounting for a semester, didn't really like it. It was too tedious and repetitive for me. And after that, I decided to do finance, fell in love with it, stayed an extra year at Rutgers, double majored. That was that. At 22, I graduated, landed my first job at Vanguard, and my official job title was financial processor. And at 22, I was more than happy to have anything remotely related to the practice I studied. To me, it was like anything to get my foot in the door kind of thing. Hours were long and kind of exhausting, but being there taught me how money moves around a big institution, what approvals were needed to initiate those movements and how the efficiencies of these processes were carried out day in and day out by individuals who oversaw them. I mean, the, the whole life cycle or seeing an institution as kind of like a breathing organism was amazing to me and finding out how those processes were carried out behind the scenes away from what the customer sees was always something that interested me. But personally, being from the Jersey area, I always wanted to work in the city. So I constantly looked for great opportunities, landed an operational role in a wealth management spot in Midtown Manhattan. Worked there for like a year and a half and loved it. I mean, I, I, got, to, I got the chance to wear many hats. I went from a big firm to a small person team. And it was then that the next opportunity presented itself. And I wanted to, of course, gradually challenge myself as well. So what better way to hop onto a startup? And that's when the Cadence opportunity, well, Cadence back then, presented itself. Yafa reached out to me and uh, I went into the office, interviewed, and I immediately knew that I was going to be surrounded by very smart, intelligent uh, individuals that were excited and had the same goal in mind, and which was and is now what Percent is and continues to be. Since then, it's been a crazy ride. I can't believe it's uh, almost two years since that's happened back in 2019. It's still amazing to me. We were about 10 people then. Now we're the better part of 35. It's just crazy. And I, I am so appreciative of being having the chance to be a part of it and seeing what uh, the platform was back then and what it is now. Yeah, I mean, you joined from a small company to an extra small company. Uh, so how was that transition for you going, getting even smaller than, than where you were at before? It was a bit of a shell shock to begin with. I'm not going to lie to you. When you're a part of a bigger institution or company, you have your set of tasks uh, that you're expected to do day in and day out, and you get good at them and they get a little bit repetitive. And what I think people stressed here, especially in the beginning for me, was you're not going to be a cog in the wheel. You know, you're going to wear a lot of hats. 
you're going to learn on the job. And that's just how the startup life is. And it has been. And I don't think I could have asked for it to be any different. I mean, I wouldn't have picked up the skills that other jobs, I don't think I would have picked up as quickly or in that tenor. I mean, I've been here almost two years and I've definitely picked up more skills than I've worked at other you know, private wealth management shops that were naturally bigger teams with less responsibilities on my part. But here it's just been the, quite the opposite. It was a tough transition, but it comes with the job. I mean, that's the startup culture that we see kind of like on TV shows. And it's crazy that it's actually, it's real. And it's crazy to be a part of. The environment is exhilarating. Of course, it comes with its challenges, but that's how you learn. That's all I can say that has been very frequent with my role here, the, the opportunity to keep learning and improving. That's great to hear. And uh, it is a bit out of necessity, right? I think there's just, as we constantly keep pushing out new features, as we constantly keep striving to improve ourselves and deliver better for our investors, uh, it becomes more and more difficult to add more and more processes to this. So you have to constantly adapt. And I think that is definitely, to your point, one of the advantages of working at a fast-growing startup I think in a lot of ways, you know, our focus has always been not just to grow as a company and, uh, and grow as a platform, but also help our early in their career employees learn and grow and pick up skills that they wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. And so I'm really glad you've had the opportunity to do that here. Sounds like you've, you've done quite a bit already, actually, in your, in your career, even in those, these last few years. You were obviously more on the operational side before, and then you shifted to much more heavy focus on customer success. But customer success, behind the scenes, there's a whole lot of operations that goes on as well. But what compelled you to make that switch to do something much more client-facing? I think wanting to speak to people and get their feedback about a certain product. In the beginning, working at Vanguard, I was part of naturally a call center. I mean, we were talking to maybe 100 people a day. And then even going from that kind of institution to a wealth management shop, the clientele is a little bit different. It was a little bit more high net worth, but naturally you had to be client facing to understand what investors' concerns were, where your product might be even lacking. I mean, there's no better feedback than the people that are actually using the product. And that's what I've grown to learn here. And what has compelled me to not be so much behind the scenes compared to my other opportunities and be more client facing here and be part of the building blocks of the processes that become necessary here that may not even exist. Again, that's what comes with working at a startup, the necessities or the processes that you might need to have to become more efficient might not exist. And it, it falls on you to create them. And that's what is an amazing part of being here. I truly feel like I have had an impact in many ways. I was going to say, I think you're underselling yourself there because in terms of impact, you are the first line of port of call, if you will, uh, that clients and investors talk to. So to, to say you had an impact is an understatement. I would say you're also underselling how you were when you came in here also, because when we were interviewing for the customer success role, uh, the moment you stepped in, we just felt like we could be friends at the end of the day. And that was the exact vibe we were going for. I think uh, myself, Yafa, Kraft, all of us who interviewed you uh, were just blown away by sort of how personable you were. And we knew that you'd be able to succeed and thrive in this position. I think it's actually important to, to highlight just how important customer success is to us as a company. We try and do things very differently here at Percent. We track everything from how fast the CS team responds to what the topic was. Uh, and it ultimately does help prioritize how we develop features and when we launch them. Just as a reference or an example, this is a little bit crazy. Uh, we have a, a target of you know less than two minutes for Pablo and Eric to respond to a chatbot request. And we have a sub-24-hour response time for all emails. 
sometimes even more pressing depending on if it's deal related. So all these things are things that we hold in extremely high regard and it's very core to our culture. Pablo, why don't you give a little bit of your thoughts around why that's the case and your experience living through the day-to-day of meeting these types of, of targets and goals? Absolutely. I just like to piggyback off what you said, Nelson, we record everything, whether it's response times, whether we have what kind of inquiries that came in, what kind of theme developed based on these inquiries on a weekly basis. And it all gets fed into weekly conversations that we have of how we can better our product or investor experience. So the culture here has been amazing in that you work with really smart people, but with the same goal of improving the product that we all partake in, in different aspects, but we all are building toward the same goal, which is holding our investors' feedback in high regard and making sure that they're they're heard and they see that the improvements are being done in the manner of launching new features, or even improving current processes based on the information that we receive and we review. It kind of customer service traditionally means you're more face-to-face, but here it, it, there's definitely a, a huge analytical part to it, a data analysis part to it that feeds into our continuously improving product. Pablo, you, you mentioned a lot about the experience in, in working with these investors. We do hear a lot of heartwarming stories and really great success stories. Does anyone come to mind in particular that just made you go, wow, I'm really proud of what we do here and, and how much of an impact we're able to make on people's lives? Absolutely. I don't have particular experiences, but I can give you themes that keep recurring and that kind of like remind you that when you're working here, you're part of something that's truly impressive to be a part of. People come here after experiencing different products and different competitors. And that's amazing to me. I mean, the fact that someone is willing to go out of their way while onboarding to mention that and to say that they've heard a word of mouth of how great our services or product is, or even something like how we offer opportunities that are just maybe even short term. And, and especially in a time with when people are looking for liquidity, like the product itself is something that in huge demand. And that's that's something that it makes it makes me happy each time we hear it. Yeah, and it's, it's a really, really important point. This critical, critical focus on the success of the investor and, and supporting the investor is in our blood. It is everything that we do, everything that we focus on here uh, to ensure that we can deliver the best experience possible as we can, as well as deliver as good of a product as we, as we can possibly offer. Pablo, I want to thank you for, for joining us on this podcast and uh, looking forward to hopefully having you on another one in the future. Happy to be here. Happy to experience the growth with our investors. And we have so much more to come. So please stay tuned and can't wait to be back. Thank you for listening to The Percent Podcast. Visit us at mypercent.com. See you again soon.